0: Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas, by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Introducing the Fistful of going on ladies and gentlemen we are back after the holiday weekend want to welcome everybody back to the show this show like all episodes brought to you by stay classy meats go to stayclassymeats.com. use promo code fist and get 10 percent off your entire order straight ranch to table meat doesn't get any better memorial day weekend just passed and i am still walking around like i'm eight and a half months pregnant because i am filled to the gills with delicious no antibiotic no hormone uh oh, just wonderful wonderful meat just the way god intended that's what they are all about and stay classy and they just love packaging that up send it straight to the door use promo code fist get 10 percent off your entire order i'm flying solo tonight super loop's got some other stuff going on so we're gonna go ahead and knock this bad boy out the ufc is finally going to sweden and uh Back at Stockholm, and we got Alexander Gustafsson taking on Anthony Lionheart Smith. Man, I'll tell you what, this card is a little bit of a cluster. If I am being completely honest, I am not overwhelmed with this one. Um, you know, was talking to another guy today and told him exactly what I am about to tell you guys. Is this will be a card where? We either get them all right or we get them all wrong. And I know it feels like we're saying that week in and week out. But the reason why that is is, one, the UFC's done a lot better job of even matchmaking. And two, excuse me, two is these, we have a bunch of cards that are being made. And they're basically just placeholder cards. There's really nothing that's coming from this. There will be no movement after this, there, there's nothing to be had here. So light heavyweight, you have bo- two guys that just lost to John Jones fighting each other. So the winner of this, what are they going to do? Fight John Jones again and lose? That means nothing. Uh, then you got Volkanos to or Latifi again. the Winner of this fight, they don't have a legitimate stake to a clean a clean stake to a title shot. It's almost like they have to face the winner of the winner of the main event, uh, Jimmy Manawa and Alexander Rakic uh, or Rakic rather. You know, again, winner this here. I mean, who do you have to fight? You, you give him uh, Corey Anderson. Uh, give him the loser of the Alir Latifi Volkanosdemir fight. Again, there's no there's no stakes in any of these fights. Nothing's going on. There's a couple of people with jobs on the line. I'd like to think that Tanya Evinger and Lena Landsberg are in that category. Um, I like Frank Camacho. He's in a must-win situation against Nick Hine here, which is a bad draw for him because Nick Hine's really good at decisioning people. Um, you know, both of those are prelim cards. Outside of that, man, it's really just—I guess maybe the Stevie Ray Leonardo, uh, Leonardo Santos fight is a sneaky contender for fight of the night. Uh, Stevie Ray always puts on uh, on high uh, high action, high volume fights, and Leonardo Santos is just an absolute wizard. So, I mean, there's entertainment value in these cards, but there's nothing at stake, man. It's hard to get fired up about these. Um, you know, I'm excited just from a, from a combat sports fan perspective. Uh, but betting-wise, it's very difficult to find the value here. And I think we have a little bit of it, and I'll break it down further as, you know, as we get going. But, you know, it sort of seems like everything between now and July 6th is just a placeholder. You know, everything's really just counting on July 6th delivering, which, you know, fingers crossed, sacrifice to the MMA gods, that card stays together. I know that's going to be torture on you headphone users, but I have to have some cold drink. It has been in the high 90s, and then today here in Charleston cracked 101. Sunday it was 103, today was 101. It's hot, man. I'm dehydrated. I got ice water. Uh, If I could walk around with an IV bag, I probably would. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into this card. Kicking off the main event or the main card. I don't know why I screw that shit. Every single week I say that wrong. I say kicking off the uh, the main event every single time. I'm watching fights for 20 years and I still say that wrong every single time. Anyway, Sung Bin Joe taking on Daniel Tamer, the Tamer brothers. If you're not sure which one Daniel Tamer is, he's the fatter one. Um, goes by Kid Dynamite. Uh, he's the chunkier one. So, you know, I know it's hard to, um, it's hard to figure out which one's which. Uh, and Daniel Tamer is also the one that's fighting for his job. Has lost three in a row. Um, in the UFC, uh, you know, he lost to Chris Fishgold who fights on this card lost by submission to Julio Arce and then lost a unanimous decision to Danny Henry. So Danny, Danny Henry, Julio Arce and Chris Fishgold. I mean, you're saying to yourself, well, okay, well, who are those guys? Well, you can also say who's sung bin Joe, you know, uh, 5'11", South Korean fighter fighting at featherweight. Go the nickname, the Korean Falcon, um, about as little information as possible on this dude. Nine and zero, oh, Tamer. You know, like I said, lost three in a row, fighting for his job. Uh, but this is a hometown fight. Um, so you know, we run into these weird situations where we have all these fighters from one country stacked up on one card, and you know how? I mean, it just the. The proof is in the pudding. It's undeniable. Once one local fighter goes down, they all start tumbling. So that would mean that if Daniel Tamer loses this fight, uh, you know, you can go ahead and just basically cross off every other suite on the card. However, I think that Daniel Tamer might win this fight here. I'm concerned having him come off three losses in a row. Um... You know he's not giving up a lot in height. He's you know obviously they're they're both featherweight, so that's the thing. He's he's going to be the heavier guy, I think, come fight night, just because he walks around thick with three with three C's. I'm not sure, uh, you know, I'm not sure of the pedigree with Sung Bin Joe here to even make a, a really educated play on this. Um, but looking at the card. You know, or, or the betting lines. Sung Bin Joe's coming in, I mean, he is nine and zero. He's coming in minus one fifty. Daniel Tamer uh, plus one twenty. It's really hard to lose four fights in a row at an elite level. I think, I think, I think Tamer squeaks one out here. Hometown crowd plus one twenty. I'll go ahead and I'll take the underdog. It's worth yeah, value is going to be really hard to come by on this card. So plus one twenty. I'm going to go ahead and take Tamer there. Moving on, Christos Yagos versus uh, Demir Hadzovic uh, Yagos is coming in at 16 and 7, Hedsovic is 13 and 4. You know, with this card, man, or with this fight rather, both these guys, you know, taking place in the lightweight division. Again, these are like if you're ranking things out to the 50s, these guys are mid 30s, man. They're just not anywhere near a radar that most people are concerning themselves with uh Yagos is coming in plus 150 hedzovic's coming in at minus 185 i will say this though about both these guys as they put on entertaining fights um besides losing a submission to charles Oliveira, which who's going to blame him for that uh one is most recent fight this this is uh christos Yagos. i'm talking about sorry Won his most recent fight against Mizuta Hirota uh, by unanimous decision, uh, and it's pretty dominant performance, man. Uh, you know, some some twenty nine, twenty eights, uh, and you know, a thirty, twenty eight. This new this new scoring system's wild, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a good fight, entertaining fight, quality performance by him. He's going up against a real slayer, though, uh, as far as Hadzovic goes, and the guy doesn't look much like a fighter. Uh, but man can he put it on you and knocked out Marco Polo Reyes like sleepity sleepy. Knocked them out snoring um won a split decision against Nick Hine which is no easy task because Nick Hine like I said is the decision machine uh loss unanimous against Elon Patrick uh but then knocked out Marcin Held and but you know it's just it's weird man um this is a very even fight um I like Hedsovic in this fight just based off of his knockout power. Uh, minus 185, not sure of the inherent value there. Maybe we'll throw him in uh, on a parlay. I'm just going to go ahead and set him off to the side. Maybe we can see if we can't throw something together as far as parlay goes with Hedsovic. Uh, moving on, next fight, Makwan Amir versus Chris Fishgold. Amir Khani's coming in at 14-3, and three. Chris Fishgold 18-2-1. You know, Amir Khani's one of those dudes that walks around and thinks that his turds don't stink is really what it is. I mean, he just acts... I mean, I don't know if it's a fake-it-so-you-make-it kind of thing, but he acts like he's eight levels above skill level where he's actually at. Won a split decision against Jason Knight For Jason Knight bolted to uh, bare-knuckle glory. Prior to that, lost a split decision to Arnold Allen, and prior to that, uh, won a decision against Mike Wilkinson, submission against Mazio Fullen, and then a TK, TKO over Andy Ogle. Now if you're asking who any of those guys are uh resources like wikipedia and sherdog sure are going to be your friends because with the exceptional with the exception of arnold allen and i think maybe mike wilkinson i'm not sure it's been a minute cuz that fight was back in 2016 uh, arnold allen's the only one that i know that's still in the ufc so not exactly the most high pedigree opponent since he's been uh active on the ufc roster a guy that calls himself mr finland rather fish chris fishgold 18 2 and 1 recently coming off that submission win over daniel tamer like we said uh prior to that though lost tko to calvin cutter nothing n- nothing wrong with that but before that he was absolutely running rough shot over cage warriors so these guys have similar level of opponent experience uh I like Chris Fishgold in this fight just based off finishing capacity. Um, You know, a lot of submission wins, a lot of TKO wins. He's got the ability to get the the fight finished no matter where it goes. Uh, Amir Khani, though, I'm not sure is going to be the one... uh, to actually squeak out a decision if it gets there cardio will be the king in this fight whoever has the bigger gas tank is going to be the one that wins chris fishgold though coming in at minus 130 i think there's pretty good value there anytime you can get a guy that's 18 and two uh you know with that kind of record with that kind of pedigree of opponent that's used to the bigger stage i mean, i think if i'm not mistaken fishgold's a british guy so he didn't have to travel far for this so it's not really like a a uh a jet lag kind of situation here you know coming off a big win I'd like to see him get the win here anytime you can get a minus 130 on a guy that's 18 and 2 that's something worth jumping on so I'm gonna shirk off Mach 1 Amir Khani here aka Mr. Finland himself uh, who's you know four out of his last five and put that in lieu in lieu of all that and go after Chris Fishgold here minus 130 I think a great play gonna go ahead and and, and jump all over that, and that's going to bring us to Jimmy Poster Boy Manoa coming again, coming in again against Alexander Rakic, seventeen and five for Manoa, and Rakic coming in at eleven and one. Rakic is a massive favorite in this fight. Jimmy Manoa, the the man's chin seems to be um just completely gone. He's lost three in a row. Uh, got knocked out by Ozdemir, lost unanimous to Jan Blachowicz, and then got absolutely slugged to death by uh, Tiago Santos. Could possibly be fighting for his job here, if I'm being honest. Bellator really seems to be trying to establish itself in England, which is obviously where Jimmy's from. Wouldn't be surprised to see him get snuffed out pretty early here in bolt to Bellator um, at light heavyweight too, he would bring new life into that division in the bellator cage, and they could really bring uh market somebody with his kind of knockout power um in in Bellator. I'm just not entirely sure uh that he is going to win this fight you know the it's one of those things where once that chin starts to go. It's really hard to get it back, and Alexander Rakic has got knockout power, sitting at 11-1, and one, coming off a TKO win uh, of Devin Clark prior to that uh, unanimous decision over Justin Ledet and Francis Barroso. Both both guys punch hard, man, and he uh, he pieced them both up, 30-27 scores throughout, and then in the Justin Ledet fight, it was so incredibly one-sided. You're talking about a three-round fight here. Judges had it scored 30 25, 30 24, 30 24. That's a lot of 10 8 rounds with two guys that don't want to take the fight to the ground. It's pretty bad. Um, you know, Rockich looks like a real breath of fresh air in the light heavyweight division. Coming in at minus 230. Going to go ahead and throw him in on a parlay as well. Uh, so right now, our parlay is looking at uh, Hedsovic and Rockich. Uh, That's sort of what we're building as we move forward. Because outside of that, Jimmy Manoa plus 180. He's lost three in a row. His last one was a bad knockout to Tiago Santos, and I think he's got one foot out the door. Bellator seems to be calling uh, the poster boy in Bellator. It almost writes itself. I see him getting out of there minus, or I'm sorry, plus 180. I don't see the value in him. I think he's going to lose. You know, maybe over under on rounds when it comes in, um, if you can get it at under one and a half, more than likely gonna be under one and a half. I'd say if you can get it under one and a half and it's anything at one fifty or lower, go ahead and jump on that. Uh, but I I don't see it. So once we get closer, that'll that'll come more into play. Co main event, Alir, the sledgehammer, Latifi taking on Vulcan Ozdemir. Um Man, is there is there going to be a height discrepancy here? Latifi did not look good against his last in his last fight against Corey Anderson. Did not look good. Um, prior to that, though, with wins over OSP and Tyson Pedro, knockout loss to Ryan Bader for Bader vo- bolted for Bellator. Um, but you know, prior to that, I mean, we're talking about wins over John Vol- John Volante, Sean O'Connell, Hans Stringer. Um, And then he got knocked out by Blachowicz. uh, But before that, beat um, Chris Dempsey, Cyril Diabate, and losing to Gegard Mousasi. You know, it appears as if... It appears as if Alir Latifi struggles against guys that are a lot taller than him. Now, at 5'11", or sorry, 5'10", in light heavyweight most guys are going to be taller than him but i'm talking about guys that are considerably taller like three or four inches taller um they seem to be you know there for the or not there for the hitting rather but vulcan ozdemir only stands six foot one he's not going to be that much bigger and vulcan is there to be hit his head movement is not great um Coming off a split decision loss to Dominic Reyes, and prior to that, uh, Anthony Smith got beat by and then lost to Daniel Cormier and his failed title bid. So another guy coming off three losses in a row. It's going to be very hard to beat a guy four times, to- or have a guy at an elite level lose four times in a row. I will say this. If a Latir, uh, if Alir Latifi beats the mirror it it will show that Ozdemir is not sitting at an elite level and that his title shot was a product of a weaker light heavyweight division that was minus John Jones and in need of somebody that posed somewhat of a challenge to Daniel Cormier. Um, That being said, it's going to be hard to to beat a guy four times. I think that... uh, I think Ozdemir is going to get it done here. I hate betting against Latifi, I really do, uh, just because he's got a way. He finds ways to win fights. Ozdemir though minus one thirty, uh, I think that's a good play. Over under on this fight, uh, I would say anything under three and a half. Play the under, over. Th- Oh, that's a, it's a co main event, so yeah, it doesn't it won't be a five round fight. I keep see this is normally the kind of fight that they put at a co main on a on a or uh, sorry, as a main on a card like this. Uh, so sitting at co main, that's only gonna be three rounds, two and a half, two and a half take the under for sure, one and a half because he's uh, no time owes the mirror, probably play the over, probably play the over. Um, Latifi's not an easy out, um. He's got no neck. It's going to be really hard to knock him out. I don't see Ozdemir with the ground game to beat him. Um, so he's going to have to do it over the course of three rounds. If it comes in at one and a half, take the over. Uh, if not, just play Ozdemir, minus 130. That's what I think I'll, I think what I'll do there. I might. Oh, I just sort of almost talked myself into a Latifi pick there too. All right, main event, Alexander Gustafson, Anthony Lionheart Smith, Gustafson, 18-5. and five. Anthony Smith, thirty-one and fourteen, tons of experience, uh, albeit against lower-level competition. Uh, Gus Wilson coming off against that failed title bid uh, right before New Year's against John Jones. Anthony Smith, very much the same, the same story. Anthony Smith coming off against the unanimous decision loss to John Jones in March. It's a quick turnaround uh, for Anthony Smith. Prior to that, won a submission over Volkan Ozdemir. Then he knocked out Shogun Hua. Then he knocked out Rashad. But prior to that, Tiago Santos, he got knocked out by. Um, And then he lost to Cesar Ferreira back in 2016. He struggles against long, lanky fighters. If you're Alexander Gustafson, you're looking at what John Jones did to him, and you're going to try to replicate that. If you're Anthony Smith, you're going to look at your fight against John Jones, and you're going to try to learn from that and correct your mistakes. The tale of this fight will be is who's better at correcting their mistakes. Um, As far as facing elite-level talent goes, everybody that you know you would consider to be elite that Anthony Smith has beaten Gustafson beat them earlier in their career when they were arguably more in their prime Um, Gustafson needs to extend this fight as long as he can he needs to use his jab he needs to stay moving and if he does that and he fights a John Jones style fight I think he beats uh, Anthony Smith here You know, Anthony Smith, don't forget, fought a lot at middleweight and then moved up to light heavy. He's going to be, um, you know, he's a bigger dude, but I think that uh, the blueprint on how to beat him is out there. John Jones is great at crafting blueprints to beat people. I think Gustafson can get this job done. I don't know if he can do it inside the distance. He's a huge favorite here, minus 305, and Smith coming in at plus 235. I would be more inclined to play uh, the rounds on this fight than I am any individual fighter just based on the fact that Gustafson has struggled against power punchers in the past. Look at the Anthony uh, Johnson fight. You know, you never know uh, with the type of wars that Gustafson's been in, when that chin's going to start to go. Anthony Smith has a good chin. Uh... So it's going to be one of those things I'd be more inclined to play the rounds. Under 3.5 seems like a real tasty play here. Uh, don't know where it's going to land. I feel like this one's going to land at 3.5. And, and when it does, I think that the under 3.5 is going to be, you know, uh, where the value's at here. I could see that probably sitting at plus 150 at 3.5 or plus 200 even at three and a half, and it'd be real interesting to see uh, between Anthony Smith's compromised gas tank, Gustafson's accuracy, and then also Anthony Smith's knockout power, how that comes into play over three and a half rounds. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 17 minutes and 30 seconds of fight time with the light heavyweights. That's going to be real tough. Um, so I'd be anxious to play that three and a half if that comes up. When that comes up, rather. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the play there. The main event, we're looking at three and a half if that's what the rounds come in at. If it doesn't get at me on Instagram, and I'll help, uh, I'll help handicap it out from there. Uh, going to take Rakic, and we're going to throw him in in a, in a parlay with Hadzovic. Uh, so no need to worry there. Uh, we're going to take Chris Fishgold at minus one thirty, and what was the other? What was the other fight on this on the main card here? See, I got it right that time. Hold on, let me pull this up. Uh, I moved away from it so I could see what my timer was at. Cause I hate talking to you guys for hours on end. Nobody wants to listen to me babble on for that long. Yeah, uh, we're gonna take Tamer, uh, Daniel Tamer, the thick Tamer over Sung Bin Joe. Take Hadzovic, throw him in a parlay with uh, with Rokic. We're taking Fish Gold, Ozdemir. And then three and a half with the rounds on the main event, I think, are going to be the plays here. As far as prelim card goes, not a ton of value that I'm super pumped up about. Um, like I said, Frank Camacho is always a great fight. Fighting Nick Hine, who's great at decisioning people. Uh, Lena Landsberg, Tanya Evinger, probably going to play the over on whatever that ends up being. I'm trying to think of some, one other fight that we could throw in here. That's going to help make this just a little bit sweeter of a parlay. Looking through here, lots oh man. There is so many pick'em fights on here. Um, Stevie Ray at plus one seventy-five. I am going to take Stevie Ray, Sovic, and Rockich. Parlay those three together. Throwing one unit on it is going to see uh, is going to see five to one. So for you quick bettors that's a $100 play returning 500. So not bad. Not bad. I think that might be a might be a tasty little parlay we'll throw out there. Uh, Stevie Ray plus 175 Rockets minus 230 and Hed Sovic minus 185. Go ahead and throw that out there. We're going to put that one together as well to see if we can't get a little tasty treat. Help cushion uh, a little bit, but anyway, guys, just want to thank you for listening yet again. Know we took some time off. Let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up our stats from last episode. It's been a minute. We took a week off. Nothing wrong with that. Hope everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend. I know I did. Like I said, stay classy. You hooked me up, so I ate good. I drank good. It was super hot, so I just hung out by the pool. Spent time with the family. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, try to spend at least a little bit of the weekend remembering the reason for memorial day uh you know can be one of those somber holidays for sure uh oh man let's see as a veteran you know super veteran as well plenty of guys out there that gave a lot more than we did i appreciate them and their families and try not to lose sight of that let's uh top countries for this last episode the u.s obviously holding it down america canada the uk australia hungary new zealand spain germany the netherlands and ireland top cities uh lake eleanor california we just got a ton of new fans out there goodness gracious Uh, canastota new york these are two top cities that are brand new uh i don't even ever remember seeing either one of these on our city list before Uh, And they're showing up as top cities, which is fantastic. Victoria, British Columbia, Toronto, Charleston, South Carolina, Visalia, California, Natick, Massachusetts, Thompson, Manitoba, San Jose, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Corona, California, Blackwood, New Jersey, L.A., Torrance, California, Pleasantville, New Jersey, Atlanta, Georgia, shout out to you guys, New York, New York, Honolulu, as always, Let's go down here pick some of these ones where there's only a handful of downloads let's see what's down here Masontown, pennsylvania box hill victoria chula vista california let's see who else has only got a couple woodway texas Or city new rochelle new york boston spa new york lots of new york this time what up new york and let's get one more Keene, new hampshire appreciate you guys appreciate everybody man All right, that's going to wrap it up. Visit all of our show sponsors, SavingGraceOil.com, for all your CBD and hemp extract needs. Use promo code CASH20 and get 20% off your entire order. There's no other CBD company out there offering that big of a discount. Fantastic products. As a guy that got punched in the head a lot, I will absolutely swear by their products. Uh, Took my CTE and just basically made it a CT. (laughs) So uh, absolutely appreciate them. And uh, as always, Stay Classy Meats, promo code FIST for 10% off your entire order. And it's 10% off every order if you do one of their subscription boxes, which is fantastic. There's other meat subscription boxes out there, but as far as I'm concerned, Stay Classy by far and away puts the other ones to shame. It's not a bunch of mass-produced nonsense. Uh, These people that really pride themselves in animal husbandry and really take care of uh, you know. of their product from start to finish absolutely love them can't say enough nice things about them and always check out alpha outpost for all your outdoor camping and tactical needs and whenever you check out tell them the fistful of cash podcast sent you appreciate you guys and we'll talk to everybody this weekend on instagram Uh, if you got any questions about the fight just hit me up see you.